Thank you for listening to this podcast hosted by the Cambridge MBA. The battle between tech superstar Michael Dell and activist shareholder Carl Icahn is turning out to be the investor tussle for the year. With me to discuss this deal is Kim Colasso and Terayuki Asokaoka, both Cambridge MBA students. Kim, talk us through the events leading up to Michael Dell's offer. Over the last decade, Dell has seen increasing competition from low-cost PC manufacturers like Lenovo and uh, also from innovative rivals like Apple and Samsung with their tablets and smartphones that have basically eaten into PC sales, PC and laptop sales. Um, The company started losing direction around 2004-2007. This sort of culminated in the disaster that was their Streak tablet in 2010. Uh, Last year, we saw a number of uh, PC manufacturers uh, witness a real fall in revenues where um, sales worldwide dropped about 13 million in 2012. This was the first major crash in sales since the dot-com crash in uh, 2001. So what happened was Michael Dell initially approached the board with a buyout proposal in August last year, but news of the talks sort of emerged in mid-January. The current deal is, together with Silver Lake, he is offering about $13.65 in cash per share. That amounts to about $24 billion um, overall. The deal is financed uh, out of equity, so about $5.9 billion will be out of equity, and about $18.1 billion will be from debt. Mm-hmm. However, okay. yeah. So, Kim, this $13.65 per share, how much uh, of a premium was that over the, the share price? That was about a 37% premium over the previous uh, the 90-day average traded price. Um, this was effective in the middle of January when this initially came out. Mm. So, Teruyuki, thirteen sixty-five over nine dollars. That seems like quite a good offer, but I guess in finance, you should always question when something looks too good. So, what do you think Michael Dell stood to gain from this offer? Um, by taking the company private again, uh, he can just focus on the long-term strategy rather than you know um, caught up by shareholders' short-termism. But um, I'm, I don't think it's a it, it's a very good reason because. Actually, you know, Dell has spent more than $7 billion over, uh, for acquisitions over the last two years alone uh, to reposition its, its business from PC manufacturer to more like an enterprise solution provider. And um, it's basically uh, um, based on his long-term strategy. So under even uh, as a public company, it can um, pursue long-term strategy. So... Um, this explanation by Mr. Dell is not very um, convincing to me at all. Uh, and on the other hand, I think Mr. Dell is taking advantage of the current um, lackluster share price, um, which was around uh, around $9 per share or $10 per share before the rumor came out. And uh, also, um, as an ultimate insider, he I think he believes that the, that the company can turn around um, in, in the near future. And uh, in that case, if, if he successfully turns around the company, he can take the benefit of turning around the company between only himself and Silver Lake without sharing the benefit to minority shareholders. So then in comes Carl Icahn. Um, Teruyuki, tell us what his Carl Icahn's offer. Carl Icahn sent a letter to the board of uh, Dell stating that um, Mr. Dell's offer, 30.65, 
is grossly undervaluing the company, and it should be voted down by the shareholders. And instead, um, Carl Icahn urges the company to immediately to pay $9 per share dividend, which in total uh, count, uh, amounts to uh, some $15.6 billion. And mm. according to Carl Icahn, the company can finance that $15.6 billion by, um, partly by raising new debt, uh, like 40% of the, the total amount, or some $5.2 billion. But isn't that a bit dangerous to um, borrow quite you know, so much to finance a one-time dividend to shareholders? So that's why this is uh, called by investors a uh, leveraged recapitalization offer. And by doing leveraged recapitalization, it, of course it's dangerous if the company can't pay, uh, pay the interest, the company has to go bankrupt. But um, on the other hand, it can take the benefit of you know, using leverage, uh, tax benefit, and also um, the, the huge amount of debt imposes the company or the management a huge amount of discipline. So it, it's basically a good idea for the company. So that, that's why investors, public investors, value this um, privileged capitalization offer. Hmm. The two of you, do you think um, Michael Dell's offer is a fair price? Has he actually said anything about why he thinks it's a fair price? Well, from the, um, the current the information that's floating around in the market, no one's really justified um, their numbers on the basis of any sort of future expectations. We know that the PC market, the global PC market, is in trouble. We know that future growth in this segment is extremely uncertain. We've already seen IBM sell off its personal PC business to Lenovo and switch to a more enterprise-based format. Um, you also need to account for the Icon effect, which is actually something that's um, been studied by the Harvard Law School. And it's what is the Icon effect? So the Icon effect is whenever Carl Icon gets into a particular listed company, the stock price rises by about 10%. So he's a good influence? That depends on the definition of good. Are you talking about it from, are you saying good from the point of view of the investor or good on the point of view of the company? The outcome that you are risking is that you will have companies only focusing on short-term gains for shareholders and not long-term investments, which means you will only have very short-term companies that are so stretched that they will not have enough of a buffer to deal with the downturn in investment cycles. Mm -hmm. That's not always a good thing, which means that whenever you have recessions like we did in 2008, companies tend to close down, and shareholders, instead of getting 10% up, get absolutely nothing from their returns. So are you saying that um, if you were a minority shareholder, you just take Michael Dell's offer and run? I would. Right. I so would rather have assured money than potential return. So you're, you're basically saying that uh, you'd rather take the money now and you don't fancy Dell's chances over the long term? I don't really, especially when you have other listed players available. If you have players like Samsung and Apple who are already leaders in the market, you've also got Lenovo who's a leader in the market. Mm. Why would you want to stick around with someone like Dell who's already suffering? Mm. If I'm getting 13.65, whereas I was getting about $8.5 just in November last year, mm. I would take it. And Tara Yuki, I can see you're about to jump out of your chair in disagreement. So what do you think? So um, I think it's important to know that, um, be aware that um, there's a 
huge potential risk of conflict of interest and the informational asymmetry in this case, uh, or as is the case with uh, any kind of MBO deals. Hmm. Um, Can you explain what is informational asymmetry in this case? So in this case, you know, the buyer, uh, in the ordinary uh, corporate transaction, the seller usually has more information than buyer. So buyer has to do uh, due diligence, buyer has to be aware. Um, but uh, in this type of um, management buyout transaction, the seller, minority shareholders, have much less information than uh, the buyer is. Uh, who is, who in is this the, case, Michael Dell? Michael Dell, uh, an ultimate insider. So, um, and the insider, the ultimate insider with, um, with sufficient amount of information believes that even by paying thirteen point six five dollar per share or twenty four billion in total, he can better off, he can be better off. So um, it it suggests that the price of thirteen point six five dollar per share is not uh, sufficient. And also, it, it's important to note that there's a, a potential conflict of interest. On the one hand, um, Mr. Dell uh, owes the obligation to protect the shareholders' interest, the minority shareholders' interest, by maximizing the company's or shareholders' value. But on the other hand, Michael Dell, as a buyer, um, have, has a huge incentive to pay as little as possible. So you should be quite um, cautious about the price they offer. And it's not only me or Carl Icahn that, that are opposing to this um, 30.65 offer, but actually um, the Dell's second biggest institutional shareholder, Southeast Asset Management sent them, uh, a letter criticizing their, uh, the, the company's management over five years, and it clearly states that the, the current offer grossly undervalued the company's um, future opportunity, and it's, it's an offer to misappropriate the company's future growing opportunity. I'd like to jump in here with one quick point. Um, Carl Icahn, along with Blackstone and several other interested parties were allowed access to Dell's books last week. There's not been a peep out of Carl Icahn after that. So chances are the 13.65 isn't that undervalued an offer. Um, the second thing is asset managers don't necessarily know the industries they invest in better than the companies in those industries that they invest in. And my biggest concern here is that because, and once again, I say this because we've seen this in the case of Yahoo. We've seen this in the case of several other companies where institutional asset managers will come up with a number of very optimistic assumptions based on a series of variables that don't usually pan out. We need to start looking at the benefit of companies. We've not had any decent innovations in many years. We need to get companies who are investing in the long term, who are investing in new innovations. We can't keep relying on Samsung and Apple for that. What we need is companies and innovators who focus on the long term. They cannot do that if they have to keep paying 9% or $9 dividends to shareholders. So you mentioned a lot of point, <laughs> points, but uh, <laughs> uh, and so addressing the first point, um, actually the company is in the so-called go-shop period and actually soliciting, actively soliciting competing offers. And the go-shop period ends March 22nd, so nobody knows uh, any competing offer would come by them. And I, 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 I'm pretty optimistic that um, at least Carl Icahn would propose something. Of course, there is a risk to um, in the future going forward. It all depends on how you see uh, the market condition going forward. But uh, you can say 
Ultimate insider Michael Dell believes that the company's future is bright. That's why he is contributing $500 million, his own pocket money. And also he is contributing his own equity interest. Uh, and also the company's future probably um, lies in the enterprise solution or more like a B2B or high margin business. But it, the, the business is founded by the public shareholders' money. Actually, the company spends $7 billion for acquisitions for that purpose. So the, if, if he believes that the company's future is bright going forward, then he should return at least some of the profit arising from the, um, those enterprise solution or future bright businesses. Hmm. All right, I'm going to just call this because this thing will, I mean, this debate will go on and on. And Teruyuki, I know you've just completed an assignment actually on the valuation of Dell for one of the classes here in, in Cambridge. Uh, this was cases in corporate finance. Yes. Can you just tell us very quickly, you don't have to tell us what answer you, your group came up with in terms of valuation. No. Uh, <laughs> or or you, you can if you want to. But tell us, what did you have to do for this assignment to value Dell? So you ha first, you have to understand uh, at least uh, somewhat about the industry and what what businesses uh, in uh, Dell is in, and also you have to forecast the company's you know, future cash flow, and then you apply several valuation methods like you know uh, DCF or multiples, P multiples, or EBIT, EBIT uh, multiples. Those uh, techniques we learn from the, the classes. So we cover several corporate transaction-related cases, and we tackle those cases as a group. Okay, so it sounds like you've learned a lot from this class. Yes, I did. And um, both you and Kim are now in a position to make your own bets on what will happen. So thank you very much for coming down, and we'll see what happens with Michael Dell and Carl Icahn.